Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of the book Ransom Notes, the subject of the documentary Ransom Notes, and uh, the visuals can be uh, seen on TV. It's a work in progress, but everything is faith-based, guys, and it's just wonderful lessons that we get from a lady, a young lady who's been around a long time, and for and she's been around a long time for a young lady, I think 87 wonderful years and going and going strong i just saw her in person the other day and she looks younger than me a lot younger than me and uh thrilled to be here with our host each and every week kathy ransom kathy how are you i'm fine i appreciate your flattery but uh uh because i suppose women always sort of appreciate kind thoughts but i am fortunate to uh, still be able to think and to a certain degree and get around. I actually, it's interesting you talked about that this morning. I just finished writing a ransom note that uh, dealt with the concept of aging and how do people respond to it. I had a friend who wrote a poem recently about aging. I read it, got permission to use it, and then put it into the context of my ransom note for next week. So this is a good excuse for me to tell and invite people to perhaps they would like to get my weekly ransom notes that I write. If they're religious-based, you can give me or send me an email to karansom at aol.com saying you'd like to be added to the weekly mailing, and I'd be happy to send it to you. It's free. but So today, I want to ask you a question. When's the last time you've taken a fun vacation with one or more of your family? Uh, just about about three weeks ago with uh, my youngest son and my youngest child, my daughter. We went up to Montreal, and it was uh, it was a very very nice little vacation and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of enjoyment. And I think we sometimes associate more vacations during summertime, but this day and age, I think people take vacations. Uh, uh, you and I are talking on a summer afternoon, but some of our audience may hear this at in the middle of the winter, and we certainly have winter vacations. We just returned from a vacation to Great Britain, so I was thinking about uh, vacations and choices because I don't know about you, but when you get ready to go on a vacation, sometimes you prepare. Yep. What are a couple of the decisions you usually have to make before you go on a vacation? Well, uh, traveling lightly and traveling with everything that you own, which isn't a great idea. Um, <laughs> that, uh, where to fly out of, right? Where to, uh, what rental car company you might use when you get there. Um, whether you're traveling first class or coach, we usually go coach and, uh, and if you know, different airlines, different, um, different restaurants, you're going to eat while you, you know, eat at when you go there. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of decisions that have to be made and sometimes you do it on the fly. I always have a go bag ready, uh, ready for me. And that a go bag is, uh, is, uh, something when. Uh, that you have if somebody says, oh, you got to go, 
you just grab it and I got, you know, extra medication in there. I got <laughs> I got uh toothbrush, toothpaste, uh a box of shorts for a week and Yeah, uh, well, that's Yeah, I got go bags. I got a couple of them actually. Well, I, I always have the theory I always, I know this is crazy, and people will tell you that it's crazy, but I always carry my passport in my billfold, and I jokingly tell people, if somebody comes up and said, hey, you know what, there's a, a plane going to X, I don't care where, uh, would you like to join me, but we have to get on in the next hour, and I say, sure, I've got my passport, what else do I need? And I figure you can get everything else that you need somewhere because I like to go. Yeah. But I was writing the other day, and the thought came through my mind, well, as I was preparing to go to Great Britain, what, was, what should go, G-O, or what should no-go leave behind? And the first thing that I had to face was I'm dragging up. My, my housemate always packs two or three weeks before we leave. I pack one at most two days before we leave. I've been known to pack within two hours of leaving. But you have to choose some luggage. And so I had to make a choice. Do I want a roller bag or do I want just a large carry over my back? We're going to be gone two weeks. I figured I needed a, a roller bag and a small carry on. So I had to do that. But I read a wonderful statement by a preacher, <laughs> Max Licata. Many of our audience may actually even have heard of him. And his four-word statement was, lugging luggage is exhausting. And I bet you relate to that sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it's just women that have that problem, but as you're carrying it down the to the, the gate and as you're trying to get it up over the seat in the airport or I mean in the airplane sometimes you just think oh my I wish I could just wear one outfit carry my toothpaste and my brush and never worry I remember it just come to my head I remember two teacher friends they were sisters at that time, I thought they were very old. They were probably in their 50s, but I was a new teacher. And saw them returning from a two-week vacation overseas, and all they each carried was small, one small little carry-on cloth bag. I don't know how they did it. Wow. But they must have made careful decisions and then we were going to great britain and we were going to the plans were that we would go clear up north clear up to the orkney islands now the weather in june or may and we were actually there in may when you're down in the lower part of great britain it's you know it's pretty warm it's not like florida or maybe even southern new york i don't know but if you get clear up to the islands, they say, they told us, that the wind would pick up and you could expect it to be cold. And so the go-no-go -no -go decisions were, what do I take? I looked at mittens. I decided, no, wool mittens. I just, I just can't convince myself to put wool mittens into my bag for me. <laughs> but I did put in some gloves in the pocket of a jacket I was carrying. And I did put in a wool hat. I know, I know that was crazy, but I put it in just in case. <laughs> and then I had 
they had told us another crazy thing, Frank. They said, we were on a relatively small boat for 10 days. There were about 90 passengers. There were lots of help. But they said that some of the, when we got up to the islands, some of the harbors were going to be so shallow that even our relatively small boat wouldn't be able to go in. So we needed to be prepared to hop in a little teeny boat and perhaps even have to wait in the water to get out on the shore. So I thought, hmm, I put in some old tennis shoes that I thought, I can wear those. I could still walk in them if they go squish, squish, but I'm not wearing a pair of pretty nice Oh, I don't wear really great shoes anymore. You know, 87-year-olds, we wear flat companies. <laughs> but anyway, I took the tennis shoes along. And then I knew, as I always travel, I travel with pretty wrinkle-free slacks so that I don't have to really worry about ironing. I may have to wash them, but I don't have to really worry about, and if people see a little wrinkle that's tough, they don't like it, well, then they can go look at somebody else. And then, of course, I had to make a decision, what kind of medical stuff am I going to take? And I decided that it all needed to go in my carry-on because you never know. You probably, have you ever heard of anybody losing their luggage? Sure. I, I've, uh, I, I've been with people who've lost their luggage. I, I've never lost my luggage, but uh, I have been with people who have. We've had some that have been, has been, have been, been placed, misplaced, and I know one time, it was not at the airport when we were there. We got to the hotel, and about that time, the hotel got a call and said, your luggage is back, and then we had to get a cab and go clear back out to the airport to get it. But at least we had it. So we've been pretty fortunate, but oh my gracious, I've heard of friends who have spent two weeks, and they finally get home, and the luggage finally catches up with them. That's been 18 places that they haven't been. And then as you know, I'm not a skinny no-eater. Uh, I do like to have snacks and our airlines. You, you know, I I flew a long time ago. I, I, way back in the 60s, I was, and it was such fun to fly on an airplane. And they gave you such good snacks and food. And now, unless you're up there in where the wealthy are, you're lucky if you get seven little crackers in a little paper bag. Yeah. So I had to sneak a few sweet things and a few salty things in a bottle of water just in case that I might need them. And then we had started out. So I'm thinking of all these go, no-go kinds of things. And it was interesting. I'm thinking about life. You know, in life, some things we need to go and do. And sometimes we no go. It's time not to do them. We grab our bag of life and it's full of burdens. And sometimes it's heavy to, to lift, even up in the airline, so to speak, figuratively speaking. Maybe you've had a satchel of worries. Or maybe you've had a duffel of peer, duffel bag of fear. You might even know some senior or not so senior that has a pack of pain. Or have you ever had a garment bag of guilt? Life is stormy. And we had stormy weather on our trip. We were going to go clear up to the islands, as I said. But we had gotten to the Isle of Man. 
and the announcement came over the loudspeaker. We are sorry to tell you, but the ship will be turning back tomorrow. We cannot go further north because waves will be four to five feet tall, and our small boat could not handle those well, and many of you might be seasick. And your heart sort of think, sinks. You know, because that was really sort of our ultimate goal. But you don't argue with the fact that, good gracious, if the captain of the ship thinks it's not safe, I'm not going to argue with him. And that's sort of the way with life, Frank, that I don't know why we get sick and I don't know why we have worries and I don't know why sometimes people aren't healed quickly. But the Lord's in charge. He's the captain of our boat, our lifeboat. And I've got to trust him. And I'm going to do everything in my power to stay healthy or stay well or to stop worrying or to not become fearful. I need to trust. But I have to listen to the captain. And sometimes... We forget that. And as I was thinking about who forgets, I thought of Jesus one time after he'd had a preaching engagement. He and the boys went out in the boat, and he was tired. Do you sometimes speak to people, a crowd? All, all the time. I, I'll walk up to strangers all the time. And, and Do you ever have to give speeches, like, oh, you know, 40 minutes or something like that? I, I, uh, one year I gave uh, 225 speeches. <laughs> Literally oh, 225 all over the country. Well, you know, I've been to all 50 states, but, uh, yeah, I do a lot of public speaking, that's for sure. How do you often feel at the end of that speech? I, I, I usually feel great. I, I don't remember the last time I spoke that I didn't feel great. I felt like I, I, I spoke to a bunch of po folks that um, had an opportunity to hear some ideas and hopefully uh, positive. I, I don't, you know, I don't give negative thoughts when I'm speaking. And, sure, sure. You know, so I, I, I always feel pretty good when I'm done speaking. Well, I, it, and I've done lots and lots of speaking across, uh, both here in the U.S. and internationally. But one of the things... And generally, generally, I feel pretty decent about what I've done or say that I've had some workshops that I wish I could just pull the curtain down and forever forget because, you know, we make mistakes or it doesn't, you haven't connected. But I do know one thing, I get weary. By the time I have shared what I'm thinking and been on my feet and energized and trying to connect and look at their eyes and make sure that we're connecting, I'm T-I-R-E-D, and I think that's sometimes true when we think about Jesus in the boat. He'd been preaching to this whole hillside of people, and what did he do? He did just what you did the other night when you were traveling. You finished, and you hopped into bed, and you went, took a nap. And he's taking a nap out there in that little boat. And just like we were told in Great Britain we couldn't go clear up to the islands, because the weather was bad. The storm came up, and then the crazy thing happened. Those followers of him, of his, those disciples that were in the boat, those guys that were fishermen, got scared. They forgot 
that they had someone in charge of the weather in their boat. And they woke him up and they said, God, have you forgotten? Where are you? Why why aren't you helping us? Don't you care about us? And I'm sort of paraphrasing their words. And you know what? He sort of gets mad at them. He says, I'm here. And then he calms the storm. So I say to our audience today here in closing, when you go on the trip of life and some things are go and some things are no go and you're tired and you're weary or you're in pain or your family is causing you distress or whatever life's bad weather is causing you. Remember, you're not in charge. The captain of the boat, Christ and God themselves, will take care of you. That's the bottom line for today. Beautiful. Beautiful thoughts, as always. Uh, do you have a final thought for us? Oh, you know I do. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sign on a uh, really changing subjects. There was a sign on a garbage truck. It said, recycle. Do you know, Frank, that it takes only two banana skins to produce enough electricity to charge my iPhone? <laughs> no. Did you know that? No. I don't know how they take those banana skins and do it, but I'm all for it. <laughs> So recycle, Frank. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'm big on recycling, and just a great thought as always from Kathy Ransom. Thank you, Kathy, and thank you to everyone listening each and every week. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay, the most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.